In this edition of the podcast, Hotter reopens on the Gold Coast. We'll speak with the Home of the Arts Gallery and Visual Arts Director Tracy Cooper-Lavery about what this means for the holiday capital of Australia and how a regional gallery, albeit a big one, differs in perspective and culture from capital city institutions. I'm Tim Stackpool and this is Inside the Gallery. Thanks for downloading the podcast once again as we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which this podcast is produced and listened to, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and those emerging. And a special reminder as well about the transcripts of this edition, which is available to download at www.insidethegallery.com.au. And those transcripts are thanks to the support we receive from Pixel Perfect ProLab, the laboratory and print facility for the professional photographer. Pixel Perfect do a great job, particularly with faithful colour rendering and reproduction. And you can learn more about their services at pixelperfect.com.au. The home of the arts gallery known as Hotter, located on Queensland's Gold Coast, is the centrepiece of the city's cultural precinct master plan, which guides the evolution of the precinct over the next 10 to 15 years as the city's artistic and cultural needs grow. With more than $399 million allocated to deliver the precinct, there's no doubt the Gold Coast City is serious about supporting the arts. The now $60.5 million Hotter Gallery located there is the largest public gallery outside of a capital city in Australia, spanning six levels, and it's presenting a dynamic program of world premiere international exhibitions, Australian exclusives and new commissions. The gallery includes over 2,000 square metres of AAA-rated international standard exhibition space and a dedicated children's gallery, and is now home to the $32 million city's collection, consisting of more than 4,400 artworks, including one of the largest collections of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art in regional Australia. To launch the gallery, Solid Gold Artists from Paradise is the name of the exhibition which opened on the 8th of May and runs through until the 4th of July. And it's just the start of a major series of exhibitions scheduled for this grand new space. Tracy Cooper-Lavery is the gallery and visual arts director there. And Tracy, I might ask by starting, first of all, for people who are not aware of Hotter, what actually is it and how did it come to be? So Hotter uh, is is essentially the the new name for the or the more recent name for the Gold Coast Cultural Precinct. So Hotter stands for Home of the Arts mm-hmm. on the Gold Coast, and uh, we are now we are we are partway through a cultural precinct master plan, uh, and with that in place, we have uh, on the one site we have three buildings now so we have the original art center which really is you know what what you would what you consider a a traditional uh, regional art center Mm -hmm. so theater like a theater with you know performing arts capabilities uh it had two small gallery spaces um we have cinemas and uh you know some some f&b outlets so we have that building that's and so that's now hotter central we call that uh, we also have our outdoor stage, which opened in 2019, and that that now gives us the uh, 
the capability to do larger outdoor performances up to around three and a half thousand people. So, for example, we've had Tim Minchin, Neil Finn, Laurie Anderson. We've had some fantastic performances out on that outdoor stage. And then the next part of the master plan, Potter Gallery. So uh, that's the $60.5 million mm. project to just completely transform what what the arts is for the Gold Coast. Mm. And I guess, you know, as I said, Hotter Central, the the uh, original building does have uh, quite a, a history. So it's just over 30 years old. It opened in uh, 1986. And, uh, and and as I said, the gallery, the, the Gold Coast City Gallery was, was very much part of that and has been part of that up until May 2019 when we, we closed the doors to the, the former gallery so that we could start the huge amount of work getting us to where we are now. But interestingly, the gallery's collection or the city's collection has a much longer history than than the, the infrastructure. So... Mm. The city collection start, actually started in 1968 uh, through the Gold Coast Art Prize, and it wasn't, you know, it was pretty much homeless uh, up until 1986 when the when the original building opened. But going back to what you said, when you closed down, it's almost as mm-hmm. if COVID came along at the right time for this project because you were closed already. Yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting time, particularly for for the gallery staff, in that we we were already working behind the scenes we didn't have that front-facing capacity Mm -hmm. before COVID hit I mean it's obviously hit hotter and the arts and and our local artists quite heavily but you know on that small percentage of 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 the team that works within the gallery were already kind of working with with a you know no front-facing uh capacity so yeah it has been an, an interesting time I guess for us, and and I think too, we're so not used to working with the art, you know, on a daily basis and seeing it on the walls, mm. and you know, it's it's been a, it's been an interesting time, kind of almost working, figuratively speaking, yes. off site. I'm guessing it kind of feels like you're not quite working in a gallery; you're working in the business, but you actually don't have any art to show for it at the time until you get to reopen again. We have made sure that throughout that time that we have had opportunities to still work with with artists and to do you know you know to have a presence i guess on site we've still been doing uh small displays in the original building in hotter central mm. but we've also been working on uh commissions with local artists so for the last couple of years for example we've done we do a Christmas commission that uh, works with a local artist to produce, uh, you know, something interesting and different and quirky as a response to, you know, your standard Christmas decorations. <laughs> so, so we've done that over the last couple of years working with local artists. We've also uh, done commissions. We have a, a a wall commission that we do inside Hotter Central where we offer up one of our really large wall spaces for artists to paint directly onto the walls. Mm, now, as part of your opening back in early May, you had commissioned work from two significant artists as part of that. Tell us why those artists were so important to have been included. So we've, so you're right. We've got two uh, nationally profiled artists that produced two new outdoor artworks to kind of herald, I suppose, the two main entry points to the gallery. But I might also say as well, as part of our opening exhibition program, 19 Mm. 
artists or groups as well that uh, produce new work for the opening exhibition program. So those, so the two works that uh, that are outside are a a work that we've commissioned. Uh, in partnership with the Melbourne Art Foundation, who are who are aligned obviously with the Melbourne Art Fair, which is a new work by Ramesh Mario Nidhiendran, and it's the first time that he's actually created a major outdoor piece. Uh, it's about six meters high, has neon, bronze, a number of different materials as part of that work, uh, which you know is a really fun, interesting piece to welcome visitors at our lower ground entrance. Mm. And then Judy Watson, who's a Queensland-based Indigenous artist who would be very familiar to a lot of people in terms of the her work, her practice generally, but she she has quite a, a strong career in uh, outdoor public artwork. And so we've worked with her and she's also with two locally-based artists, Libby Harwood and Elisa Jane Carmichael, to create the pieces that form a bigger piece of work uh, under under Judy's uh, leadership, I guess. Uh, so it's a it's a major kind of sculptural piece that incorporates uh, four main elements, I guess, uh, that uh, look at um, a, a dilly bag, a picker bean basket, some feathers from an eagle, so a local local. Um, you know, one of the local birds that are in this area, mm. and then all tied together through this beautiful path that represents our local river, the Narang River. So it's very much a site-specific work that speaks to speaks to this site and to the the, the people of this region, the, the traditional owners of the region, and uh, welcome people as they come to the main entry point of the gallery uh, that, that sort of overlooks our outdoor stage. Yeah, lovely. The work that you describe between Judy and Ramesh, there's quite a bit of contrast there. Is that deliberate or is it just the way that it evolved? Um, uh, look, I think it's I think it's probably a, a, a happy, positive coincidence. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I, we very much uh, were keen to... I mean, I mean, one of the things that I really wanted to do with with these projects was ensure that we were uh, acknowledging our traditional owners and the people yeah. of the land. Yes, that that Hotter sits on, uh, and you know the fact that we've that, that this work is so site specific, and you know the, the 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 basket and the dilly bag that that are part of the the makeup of this work, the original. The, the, the original objects that these that the sculptures are are made from were all created on South Stradbroke Island right. as part of one of the South Stradbroke Indigenous artist camps. Mm. So there's this really really close connection mm. to to place, which I think is really important. And then obviously uh, Ramesh's work uh, is is almost like a counterbalance to that in a way. I mean, it still has a very strong spiritual idea that underpins all of his work. You know, this idea of of how Throughout history, you know, monumental buildings and places always have strong sort of sculptural representations and and monuments, I mm, guess that mm. that herald openings. So that kind of idea is is kind of very much underpinned in the work, but it, it comes with a much you know brighter and an interesting kind of take, I guess, on that on that concept, which you know runs through all of Ramesh's work. 
Mm. And, and speaking about South Stradbroke Island and Queensland's Gold Coast in general, I mean, it is a major tourist centre for Australia, mm. suffering through tough times like so many other places have over the past year or so. But is the Hotter Gallery, do you think, designed to perhaps change or expand the perception of what people can experience on the Gold Coast? Or do you think it exists in response to what people are expecting when they come to visit your part of the world? I hope it's a bit of both. Mm. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I'm I'm from the Gold Coast many, many years ago, and I, I've always known that there's been a strong grassroots visual arts or, or, or arts generally. There's been a very strong arts community. It's probably just never really had the exposure that it deserved because, you know, nationally and internationally the Gold Coast is, you know, the holiday playground. Mm. It's where you come to the beach. It's where you go to the theme parks. Mm. And that's very much been the focus. But there has always been this this strong artistic creative group of people that have, you know, passed the baton on throughout the decades, I guess, uh, to to some of the people that, you know, we're working with now. So uh, it's always been there, but I don't think it's ever, you know, strongly been the focus of why you would come to the Gold Coast. Mm, mm. But I think that, you know, there's always there's always been this knowledge that it's there, but now it's time to bring it to the forefront. And I think generally people come away on holidays for different reasons. Like, and I think that that cultural tourism is such is becoming such a, a strong part of the market that the Gold Coast has so much to offer in terms of of cultural tourism and a cultural offer that, yes. that we just we haven't to be honest, we just haven't had the capacity, particularly in the visual arts area, in terms of the art gallery, we haven't had the ability to really promote it in a strong way because we haven't had the we haven't had the space. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had the space to bring yeah. lots of people to see what's happening and to see the city's collection. So, you know, I mean, this for the first time really gives us that opportunity to to just actually show people what we have and 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 to the the degree that you know that we that we want to that we that, that we have the capacity now to to really show it to its full extent. Yeah, it, it can create a cultural focus that the Gold Coast hasn't necessarily enjoyed before and I don't mean that as a put down. But we, we know it so well, like you say, as the place of, of beaches and surfing and caravan parks and holiday homes, theme parks, putt-putt golf, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> great times, I must say, and great memories um, from childhood yeah. is all there. But this is like creating a whole, I don't want to say it's creating a whole new dimension for the Gold Coast because that dimension has already been there, as you, as you talked about. And in previous podcasts, I mean, we've certainly had conversations with uh, gallery operators in the past who have talked about the struggles that they have in getting recognition for what they're trying to achieve on the Gold Coast as well. But from your perspective in general and, and from the focus that you've had and the experience that you've had over the years, does art or fine art help determine a cultural focus for any location where you are? I mean, is a, is a city devoid of part of its soul if it doesn't have uh, a cultural centre like Hotter? I think that if a if a city doesn't have art, it's it's it does feel a little bit soulless. Mm. I think the opportunity that the Gold Coast has now is to it's it it feels like we're we're going through um uh, what did uh, Karina my my boss the CEO said to said to me a little while back was said it feels like uh, we're going through the teenage years uh-huh. and that we've got this oppor- we've got this opportunity to kind of show 
show everybody that we've, we're starting to grow up and that we're finding our feet and that we've got we've got our own opinions and we've got our own ideas and that we're we're ready and we've got the opportunity to show to show that to people. So I thought it was a really nice kind of uh, way to explain kind of where we're at, I guess, as a city culturally. And you know, I mean, if you think about the Gold Coast, I think we're something like the sixth largest city in Australia. Yes, and, yes. You know. It feels like this. We now have we we now have a facility that really backs that up. That you know, for so long we've we haven't had you know a facility that represented the size of the city and um, and the number of people that come here. And I mean, you know, pre COVID, we had something like twelve million visitors mm. uh, to the Gold Coast. So you know, it feels like now we're 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 maturing and we've grown up, and now we've actually got something really. Uh, fantastic that is going to be able to showcase what we've what we've got. Mm. And given that experience, do you think that the the way you approach curating and management of the gallery is is a little bit differently to perhaps what you might have to do working uh, at a major capital city gallery? Do you find you have a little more agility, or perhaps less so because you are dealing with a a city council rather than perhaps like with a state government? I mean, somewhat in some ways, like it's interesting. Um, as you know, I used to work at. Bendigo Art Gallery and yeah. we used to find there as well and I think it will it will be the same here that somehow we don't we we don't fit anywhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're not obviously we're you know we're very fortunate in that uh we're we're sort of we feel a little bit like we're beyond a regional gallery but we're not quite at the size of a state institution mm. so we're somewhere in between the two and you know if someone ever comes up with a great tagline for that kind of sized organization let me know because <laughs> we haven't come up we haven't come up with it yet but um in in all the years that I've worked in regional galleries I've always felt that I had more opportunity to be a little bit risky and mm. take you know I mean it's it's considered risk in terms of the way that we programmed and and absolutely you have to uh, align with what you what you believe and and what you uh, understand your community wants as well. So, mm. you know, th- there's the Gold Coast isn't necessarily the place where you would expect to see old masters. So that type of programming is not something that I feel sort of has the right fit for the Gold Coast. So we we, we obviously have to look at who's coming here. And you know our local community, but also who our visitors are, and and what they want to see. And and I mean, as we've as we've talked about, I mean, most people come to the Gold Coast because they're on holidays and it's about recreation. So, to a point, you know, we want to make sure that the programming that we're doing here does have a message, but it also has that kind of you know aspect of you know a little bit of recreation, a little bit of entertainment, uh, but also. You know that idea that you come away thinking, "Wow, I didn't expect I was going to see that on the Gold Coast." Yeah, that's that's not that's not what I thought I'd get here. Yeah, but considering it wouldn't be a place where you'd expect to see old masters, could you see yourself on the itinerary of major touring shows? Yes, yeah. yes. So you know, so we are we are in the process of working with some very exciting national and international partners on shows, but but of course, you know, very much uh, looking to handpick the types of projects that we might work on that we think will be a really good fit for the Gold Coast and and also you know where we can looking at things that that we can have as exclusives uh here as Mm. well so that we can we can really ensure that we get the the visitation that we need 
So apart from that opening show now underway, what have you got in store for us leading through until the end of the year? So because of COVID and and the fact that we had to do a reshuffle of our program, it, it actually provided a great opportunity for us to now open, as you know, with a with a, an exhibition solely focused on the Gold Coast and and about the city, which, you know, it, it seems to make so much more sense than opening with uh, an international project. So, so we open with Solid Gold, which is artists from Paradise, artists from the Gold Coast. That that then leads us into a national a nationally profiled exhibition called Lyrical Landscapes and the Art of William Robinson. So. Many people would know William Robinson uh, the, as, as an artist but may not be aware that uh, he and, and Shirley, his wife, actually lived on the Gold Coast mm. for a number of years mm. up in the hinterland. And so this exhibition is an opportunity for us to really celebrate the works that he produced while he lived in our region and in particular the uh, creation series, which you know is arguably arguably seen as probably his masterworks, a group of works that were produced over sixteen years and have never been shown together. Uh, and Bill's never seen them all together. Wow. So, uh, yes, yeah, so those works were predominantly uh, created right in the in our in our at our doorstep, I guess you could say, in the hinterland behind behind the Gold Coast. So. We're really thrilled that we can bring those works together for the first time for that exhibition. So that's going to be a real treat, I think, for people to see that. And then, and then we round out the year with with our international, our first international project, which is a an, a world exclusive. Uh, we've been working directly with uh, one of the the big private collections based in New York uh, that belongs to the McGrabi family. Mm-hmm. And so that that exhibition, I think, is just you know, is going to, again, blow people away with that notion of I would never expect to see that on the Gold Coast. Yeah, sounds so, great. Yeah, so Warhol, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, Keith Herring, Richard Prince, Jeff Koons, you know, a number of very high-profile artists and, and works that, you know, will be kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think, to see those here, right here at the Gold Coast. Thinking about your experience, and this is more about your perspective on stuff, you've had uh, experience in places like Rockhampton and Bendigo. Do you change your perspective on what your role is depending on where you are? Do you think you'll be fitting out the gallery over time with work that reflects the Gold Coast more so? I, I guess so. I'm, I'm always very mindful of what's come before me. Yeah. Um, so th- I don't. I don't see the point in, in, in particularly in terms of collecting, in terms of uh, co- the the city collection and the collections that I've worked with previously. There's. I don't see merit in you know doing a a, a complete uh, U-turn in terms of the type of works that you might you might collect. Mm. Um, so you know, it's obviously about doing research into what's come before, what's been acquired, and then looking at what some of the strengths are in the collection, and then building on those. So, like for example, Rockhampton, quite strongly, I very strongly believe that Rockhampton has one of the best regional collections in Australia. Right. Uh, I know that when I moved up there, you know, Rocky had always been this place where everybody kind of talked about the collection and that it was this this incredible collection, but nobody ever got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, one of the first things I did when I when I started in Rockhampton was to start walking through and uh, starting th- to walk through that collection store to see, you know, if all the rumors were true, 
and they were and then some. It, it was just this amazing story mm. about the way that that, that particular collection uh, was developed. Again, by in a similar way to what we're we're going through here at, at the Gold Coast, like by a mayor who was who had a vision, who was really driven to see culture become part of you know the fabric of the city. But it was Rex Pillbeam in the seventies in Rockhampton. So, so you know, it's this this you know driven steam that that that's what we need to make this city whole and to give that to and to give that heart and soul, I guess, to the to the city. So. So in terms of, of I mean, that was, that was sort of one of the things with Rockhampton, but it's been the same here at the Gold Coast. I mean, the Gold Coast is a really interesting collection. As I said, the, the collection was without a home for, mm. you know, close to a couple of decades before mm. the original gallery opened. So in a way, the, the collection was essentially built through an art prize to start off with, which is a which is, you know, not a an unusual story for a lot of regional collections. And then, you know, has had uh, had some very strong champions throughout the years. So Patrick Corrigan has been an incredible, uh, incredible asset to the Gold Coast and to the city's collection through, you know, multiple, multiple donations of works and uh and as well as other, you know, very generous uh, donors that have donated works throughout the the city's collections history. Um, but one of the things that that I found with this collection was that there's there's these kind of pockets of really interesting work. But for me, other than you know a handful of of works, I wouldn't say that there were a lot of individual standout pieces. But we've got these great pockets that tell interesting stories about art movements. So. Uh, for example, as I said, the, the collection started in 1968, uh, around about the time that you know the field exhibition had happened at the NGV, and you mm. have all these young artists that are that are very focused on abstraction and colour field, and they started entering these prizes. So we have this incredible collection. Uh, it's a small collection, but it's an incredible collection of work by a number of those artists, many of whom were in the field at, at the NGV. And so for me, like, that's a really interesting story to say that, you know, this, this you know, at the time would have been quite a challenging group of work has ended up on the Gold Coast. Yeah. You know, who, again, who, who would think mm. that you'd see some of Australia's best abstraction mm. here? Mm. <laughs> so. So you know, there's there's these kind of really interesting stories that are part of the collection that you know, obviously, uh, I want to celebrate and I also want to keep developing. So we have that. We have a very strong photography collection, particularly 21st century photography, that's uh, that has again had its starting point through an art prize through the the Josephine Ulrich and Winschubert Photography Award, but again has been built on through previous directors and, and myself kind of looking at that photography collection as a way to grow the collection. Mm. We've also got uh, a really interesting collection of Indigenous work, so a, quite a broad collection as well um, that that is quite contemporary, so, you know, from the early 1990s onwards, but, again, some really fantastic representation of Indigenous artists from across Australia. So, so they're, they're, they're some of the, the kind of key areas that, that we have in this collection and also uh, another area that I'm very keen to continue to develop is, is our Gold Coast collection. So, again, it's a very site-specific 
collection, I guess you'd say, from, you know, historic watercolours from the late 1800s right through to contemporary artists that still uh, find, you know, interest and, and, and new ideas in, in work that, that focuses on the city. Mm. Now, you've been given, well, not you personally, but you have $60 million, a bit more than that, actually. Is it enough? Well, it's enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> I can always have more. Everybody can always have more. <laughs> I've, I've started giving a couple of tours to some of our um, our very special donors mm. and, and, and people that have been supporting the project. And I think the thing for me that's been so exciting, because, I mean, I've, I've been living and breathing this now for the last five years, so sometimes I do feel like I've, I gloss over things yeah. <laughs> now yeah. when, I, yeah. when I walk up. But to see, you know, to take someone through the building now for the very first time who hasn't been on that journey and to just see that kind of, you know, audible gasp when they mm. see how big and and uh, significant mm. this space is compared to what we had, I think is the thing that kind of makes you think, yeah, okay, this is this is good. This is really exciting. People are going to be excited when they come inside and see this building and see this collection and see these exhibitions. I think, too, the other spin-off is, is that when such an institution comes together, like Hotter Gallery, it also does great things for the smaller galleries up and down the Gold Coast. Mm, absolutely. And, I mean, yes, uh, you know, the, I mean, the Gold Coast is an interesting place in that it, it's, uh, I've heard it described as almost like a strand of pearls where you've got this very long linear space that mm. has these pockets of really interesting things that happen all the way along uh, along the the coastline as well as back into the the hinterland yeah. as well but, um but yeah i mean look one of the things that we're we're very keen to do and 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 support is that the visual arts and, and art and culture generally is happening across the gold coast mm. not just not just at hotter but you know hopefully by bringing more people here who want to have a cultural experience it's it is going to help everybody it's going to help all of our all of our artists and makers across the coast Tracy, it's great to have been able to talk to you now after such a long period of time. I know you've been anticipating the opening of the gallery for so long and it's finally here. You've been open for a little while now. All settled in, I hope, to a certain extent. I am heading to take a look at Hotter in the next few weeks, pending any COVID lockdowns, of course. And I certainly look forward to seeing that exhibition and so much more which is taking place at Hotter. Thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Take care. That's Tracy Cooper-Lavery there from the home of the arts, Hotter, on the Gold Coast. It's a very extensive facility, and if you're not familiar with it, plenty going on there. Just visit hotter.com.au. That's H-O-T-A acomau for more details. And if you're not from the Gold Coast, next time you're visiting, take a look and see what's going on. As I say, there's always plenty happening. That is the podcast for now. Don't forget about the transcripts that are available on our website, www.insidethegallery.com.au. You'll also find links there to our Facebook and Instagram pages and also a link you'll find there to our mailing list, which will only ever alert you to a new episode being published. No junk mail. I always promise you that. I'm Tim Stackpole. Catch you on the next edition. Bye-bye for now. Listener.